It's good to be back. Yay, it's good to be back. Sorry, everyone. We had a bit of a hiatus last week. <laughs> well, you couldn't really speak last week. No, shock. Another cold running through the family. So. With a toddler in the house. Yeah, so it wasn't good. I was still coughing now, but I just couldn't get a bloody word out. Well, let's crack on. Welcome back to I Had My Life, Season 1, Episode 6, the podcast where we talk all things running a small business as a husband, wife, and two-year-old team. Yeah. He's definitely part of day-to-day operations. Oh, he is. Like, the other day I was on my computer doing an email and he was like pressing stuff and like, oh, no. he said like an actual email, but I got to it quickly to undo it. Like, oh, well done. I was like, oh, Billy. Oh, no. I'm sure people would understand. But... People get it these days. I don't know. Did, would you have understood before you had kids though? Oh, no, God, I've learned so much since I've had kids. I, I feel like I've seen some posts out there, actually, on some of the mum groups that I follow, and they're like, I just want to apologise to all of the mums that I encountered before I was a mum. I get it now. As yeah, in, you know, absolutely. the the sleepless nights, the frustration, the not giving somebody flexibility or the benefit of the doubt, you know, they're sick again, and you think, oh... God, they've been sick like five times in the last few months. Yeah, like, God, you know, they must be really having their feet up. That is not the case, is no. it? So apologies to all the mums before. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I think people understand once you have kids. I just mean like if you sent an email, like you just said, if you sent an email that was half done and <laughs> finished with mm-hmm. 50 Zs in a row yeah. because Billy's pressed it, mm-hmm. do you always think the other person on the other end would understand? Oh, I'm not. Of course, emails and social media, text messages, you can't detect what's happening on the other side of the no, line. People pick the wrong things up, don't they? Absolutely. You, I could get an email from a customer or a supplier or they could get an email from me and they might, because whatever mood they might be in or something's happened, they could just take it completely the wrong way. Have you ever sent the all caps email? Uh, oh, I reckon back in the day. <laughs> when you were what, first starting out? Probably when I was, was first in corporate. Yeah, first corporate. Yeah. I am still a young rooster. Oh, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah. Certainly a cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> oh, wrong button. Wrong button. <laughs> oh, wrong button again. There we go. Good back. Um, yeah. I'm kind of glad I got into, like, big corporate when I was younger because that taught me so much. I was at 21 when I was managing a team of six or seven when I was really? working for Peter's Ice Cream and... I had like a, a workplace claim against me. and You're joking. Uh, I did nothing wrong. I was found to do nothing wrong. And I, but it still stressed me because Nan and Pa had passed away at the same time when that was all going through. So it was a pretty stressful time. But I had to go through all the corporate bullshit that there is where, you know, you yeah. sit down with the mediator. And- you say corporate bullshit, right? We're a small business. You've hired your wife only. Yeah, yeah. If you were to take on more people, like every small business starts to hire yeah, people yeah. and put them on the payroll. Yeah. Suddenly, you have to have those processes in place for people to follow, which is bananas, isn't it? The amount of stuff that you must have to do to hire someone. My yeah, God. Yeah, I know, but I can still say corporate bullshit because it is corporate bullshit. Yeah. And um, when you get a certain size, we were in the head office in Melbourne, and the guy got his claim, and but nothing came against me, which is which is nice. So, what, what do I do to claim? You know. Uh, <laughs> when when you tell me what's all this mess for, and you forget the fact that I made breakfast and dinner last night. <laughs> What's all this mess? <laughs> that was not fun. That's this, not fair. What's all, the, what's all this mess on the side? I know, it almost but, looks like you made two pizzas. Yeah, I know, it's but, been fries. It is. You made two pizzas. <laughs> I know, but still, you'd use seven whisks. <laughs> we don't own seven whisks. You do. You're seven whisks, 34 knives. Like, just use one, wipe it, and then reuse it. 
God, has everyone else got a wife like that? I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah. they, they do the cooking and bless her. Her cooking is great and I love it. And she does some great cooking. But obviously in summer, I tend to take over a bit because I get the barbecue out. Yeah. Amen. Which is good because barbecue. obviously we don't have as many dishes. That's side note, sidebar. I just want to tell people about our barbecues because they are very important to us before you keep going on about how I'm very messy. Um, first and foremost, when we first moved back to the UK, we obviously weren't in a position where we had any money. We just spent a lot of money on visas and flights and weddings and things. So um, we weren't in a position where we could go and splurge on a brand new mm-hmm. six burner Weber, even though that, I know that's your dream. Um, but instead we bought a, I say we, I kind of went a bit rogue and I bought a second hand barbecue on Facebook shop. That was a complete piece of... It was a poss. It was a poss. And I did her up, me and my dad and you, you helped you. So we, we all did her up and we called her Barbara, Barbara the Barbecue. And no, no we, we didn't call her Barbara. <laughs> well, then we called this next one the next name because I didn't come up with that. And she was beautiful, Barbara. She was all done up. She She's an outback. and I love an outback Barbie. She was absolutely brilliant. Um, but she decided to rust and die uh, last summer, didn't she? Mm. And so we were kind of having conversations about, well, we'd like to upgrade, maybe spend more than £10 on the barbecue this time. And then, no, unbeknownst to me, Ryan just rocks home, <laughs> comes home with a brand new barbecue in the back of the car they picked up from like a supermarket. He walks in, you've got to build the bloody thing. It's like Ikea flat pack, you've got to build it. Oh, we almost divorced that day. Almost divorced over oh, building did, this bloody yeah, barbecue. Jesus. But it's called a pit barbecue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So obviously, what have we called it? Bradley. <laughs> So we went from a Barbara to a Brad. There you go. Slight <laughs> diversion there. But barbecues, we, uh, we love them. In fact, we are actually going to be buying a brand new barbecue in the next few weeks, aren't we? Oh, yeah, actually, we need to do that for the show, actually. Yeah, so we're doing a couple, we're doing a lot of um, tool fair shows this year. And we usually just take Steel Blue, or we did last year, because that's kind of, um, well, they're great boots and everyone knows that. And and fantastic for construction trades. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, yeah. Audience that's going to go to tool fairs and pro build alike. Absolutely, lives, right? yeah, perfect. And um, so we usually just take took steel blue, and you know people seeing us online that we have some great reviews on the boots and things like that. We've been building up for years and years and years. And but this year we're going to take a few more brands just to kind of diversify a little bit because you know there are some people you know inevitably don't like steel blue and or for whatever reason which is not many but well we've got boots at different prices yeah, we've got price boots points, with yeah. different um features ankle, ankle width support feature slip on um safety ratings yeah different safety so, ratings you know, there's a place for everyone absolutely so <laughs> we're going to do that this year but uh, we're going to run a competition where if anyone comes to the tool fairs uh they could go on the running to win a Weber for a chance to win a barbecue for summer. Nice, so we can't wait to see everyone there. Yeah. So I've been spending the last few uh, evenings prepping because we're really excited that your mum and dad are coming over this year. Yep, mum and coming dad. Coming over next month. Yep, for the royal wedding. Yeah, that's right. Your brother's getting married. My brother's getting married to a lovely uh, Welsh girl, Rosanna. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be very exciting for um, for everybody. You've got... Stag and Henzu's coming up, don't we? Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm ready. Mum's on the loose. So, so, but in preparation, I mean, obviously you've had your first month now. Yes, I have had my first month. And in summary, I do not like working in our house. So <laughs> we spoke about this last yeah, time. Yeah, thanks, darling. 
<laughs> the, the job is going so, so well. And I, I do, I do love, love working with you. I keep trying to tell Emma to leave stuff in that we do disagree about because people might find it interesting to actually hear that married couples do disagree over things. And I'm trying to make this a podcast that people want to listen to and don't switch off. Yeah, absolutely. But we don't, it's not a rant for 20 minutes. You, you turn it into a rant for 20 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, back to my previous comment about how much I love working with you. Um, yeah, look, la- last week was super busy. We've been working all over the joint, really. We've been in cafes. We've been at home. We've been at my parents' house. Yeah. Um, but we came to the conclusion that we need to find somewhere that is toy-free that we can focus. And so we made a commitment this week and we have ordered... A brand new garden office. We have, yeah. With, yeah. <laughs> You're about to stay with the money we don't have, yeah, aren't you? <laughs> well, we obviously have the money, but it just puts us back on, you know, brings things back tight again as a family. Well, essentially, as my mum has called it, it's a posh shed um, where we have a, um, a patio area at the top of our garden that we don't really tend to use that much. It's quite private, you know, it's but it is a bit worn out. You know, the patio is in bad nick, like it's in, it's in a bad spot, really. So we've decided to put a 16 by 8 shed up there, a garden office up there. We're going to paint it ourselves. We're going to insulate it ourselves because it was much, much more to get that done mm. for us. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll share a bit about that on our socials and, and show you the, the process of getting us this office ready for us to record some podcasts, maybe even on video. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We definitely need the space. It's just, we just, we don't have that much space. So, uh, to just get an extra, uh, room that we can kind of escape and have Billy destroy the inside and not the expensive podcast equipment would be quite nice. Yeah, it would be good. Just need to separate work life from life. I think I don't, I don't do a good job of that. I think I've noticed in the last couple of weeks that I'm just constantly always on it. And like, so Emma's like to me, she goes, oh, you always drive. And I like to drive everywhere. And the reason is because then if I drive, I don't have to look at my phone and I'm just not thinking about work. It's an escape then. It's an escape. Yeah. So, you know, if I have to drive for two or three hours, I can just chill out, put a podcast on. And that's my break. Yeah, I might have a couple of phone calls on the way and all that sort of stuff. But in terms of having a break and just thinking about, you know, having a laugh, listening to the podcast that I do have in Australia, it's it's quite nice. I didn't realise that. No. I was, because um, then I take it as, oh my God, time where I can do something next to you. So I, I wrote a blog the other day. <laughs> Shit, John. Oh, will you please, <laughs> Mr. Scrapey Scrapes. Yeah. Who, who has scraped both the cars? I didn't scrape the other car. What are you talking <laughs> who about? Has, who has scraped neither of the cars? Oh, that's me. No, not, not that we know of. <laughs> not that you admitted I, to me. Listen, the only thing I may have done is when I first got to be you, I may have back, 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 and then the tow bar caught a tiny bit of a wall. Yeah, exactly. But you would never know that. And then no. the that. Whereas the scrapey scrapes them was a lot more um, evident. <laughs> yeah, I was at uh, his parents' place, and uh, they asked me to move the ute out of the way, and oh my God, they've got like, this bloody concrete pole in their driveway. I just bloody didn't see. It was dark and I just got too close to it. And the ute's obviously been the size of a freaking bus. Is I uh, just scraped it and, oh, God, I was angry. And when you went to get quotes to get it fixed, what did you say had happened? No, I never said this. <laughs> I just said it would be funny to tell them that I did it, but actually, no, you did it. <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. My, wife, my wife did it. I did not do that. Um, so, yeah, that's the exciting news that we're getting a garden office. Obviously, it's a fair investment. There are some out there that could be like 15, 20 grand. That's oh, mate. Enough. Our dream one was what that we saw there. That oh, everything done was 20, like 25 grand. Yeah. yeah. 
we've we've managed to get the base, the shed, um, and that's with a better roof. That's with um, yeah. Your mum's pretty much called it like a posh shed. Yeah, it's posh shed. It's not. Um, a posh shed. We've got it for five thousand yeah. pounds. Now, obviously, I'm going to have to insulate it and paint it and mm. board it. And... We yes, we <laughs> please help me. Um, yeah, we're going to have to get it up and running. That obviously will be a labour of love, and then we're going to have to work out what the hell to go around it, mm. like decking or patio or whatever that looks like but at least we'll have some space to walk in set up and just get on get on with the day yeah not have to clear all the table clear all the floor clear Mm. the toys clear the mess you know i think it's going to be good yeah absolutely be good so we'll keep you posted on our social channels of this uh erection of the garden office erection (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) Got a little secret, actually. I, I studied events management at uni, and with that comes a lot of marquees and venues and temporary mm. things, and I always used to see if I could sneak a cheeky erection into my essays. <laughs> wasn't that, didn't they, wasn't that like a TikTok thing every year that in Australia there would be a word that would go around? Oh, that's right, And yeah. you had to include that word. At work? In, no, in your essay. Oh, like it was in, in an essay? essay. Yeah, yeah. Like that makes sense. Well, the Aussies have got a great sense of humour, so we do first. <laughs> um, yeah, we always used to do that. Right, should we have a look at my list? I've got a note here where I wanted to talk a bit about moving goalposts because what was great last week is probably no longer the goal, and I think a lot of small businesses and you know people with life, you know, with goals and, and ambition, you know, suddenly things grow and grow, and do you fall into a trap? of always wanting more that's my question to you so how have you managed the goalposts from selling eight pairs of boots on ebay to turning over 600 700 pounds what what's good look like to you now i've always thought about this like we're obviously growing business and getting bigger which is it's a good thing but i think i might have mentioned this before it's a very capital intensive business so we have to buy stock from out suppliers and then sell it um, and that takes a lot of investment so when we want to bring on another brand we've got to kind of take away our profits that we could spend on ourselves to do things to maybe try and launch another brand and that's what we've done recently or what's what we do all the time like we pay ourselves not a lot because we just had to keep with the demands there for us to keep growing and buy more stock so what's my end goal it's a big 50 acre farm with five or six bedrooms that the family can all live on, um, not far from a beach and some hills in the background. I'm not asking for much. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So when like, you see a vision that... for success, because success means something different to everybody. Oh, it does. And it, this is what drives me nuts Like yeah. about a lot of other podcasts. They see finance as the success level. Yeah. I'd say we're successful. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got a beautiful, healthy two-year-old kid, a roof over my head. Yeah. A mortgage that's relatively small. Doable. Doable. Um, but yeah, it's not my dream home or anything like that. But I could say, yeah, I've been successful because this is what I've got. And you know what? A lot of other people out there would think, you know what? Ryan is bloody successful. He's doing really well. He's got a ute. He always wanted a ute. He always wanted a ute. You know, he's done really well there. Um, so living overseas. Living so overseas. There's yeah. reason that always comes with a sense of success. No, I know. Yeah. Even though when I was back in Melbourne and I was, you know, cleaning fridges and making coffee and stuff some days, people would still, the perception would still be, yeah, but you live in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. You know, it's just people want what they can't have. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, so the Gold Coast 
the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast would be not the other Gold Coast right now. <laughs> Jeez, that's Freudian slip. What's oh, that? Oh God. Um, yeah, the, the Gold Coast do do change. Um, you know, Steel Blue are our, our main supplier, and now we have another few suppliers. And how many brands is enough? Well, this is it. Where, where do we stop? Yeah. Especially because we have two sides of the business. Like, obviously, we've got the wholesale side and, and the e-commerce and show side, which I quite enjoy. Like, I really enjoy getting out and meeting people. Yeah. Um, and then the other day, I was thinking, like, we, do we have the capital to maybe invest in a store um, and have, like, a, our own location and That'd build stores? Amazing. It would be amazing. And I would love to do it. And I think the brands that we sell would be great in front of people. Um but at the moment, it's just not a viable option for us because yeah. it ties us down into one location. Yep. Um, and the high street's close, you know, like it's bizarre. Well, we wouldn't be on a, we wouldn't go on a high street. We'd be in an right. industrial estate. No, I understand that. But you, you have to bring people to you, right? You're not going to get natural footfall likely in no, these warehouse no, locations. Right. No, that's right. You have to have and, reasons um, to, have them, to have them there, yeah. Whereas there's natural footfall in the town centres mm. and yet there's, shops are still closing left, right and centre. So is that actually the best strategy in 2024? No, that's right. I know. I, 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 it's I, a hard one to weigh up, isn't it? And it would be nice to go to a place to work. Like, like people think, oh, you're working from home. It's great. You can wake up to it. Yeah, we do have that luxury. Yeah. And it's awesome. Again, that could be successful to some people. Yeah. But after doing it for a few years now, I'd love to be able to get out of the house more. And I am with work and things like that. But hence why we're trying to go for a garden office, just to kind of separate a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if I've gone off on a bit of a rant there. But No, no, no. So so in terms of goalposts for the business, you mentioned about bringing on enough brands mm. or a number of brands and what is enough. And then in terms of sales, obviously, I mean, things have gone uh, more than our wildest dreams this year, really, haven't they? So when you first started, I do remember you and I having a kind of a, oh, it'd be great if we could sell Mm. three pairs of boots a day. Yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. Yeah. Now, if you sold three pairs of boots a day, we'd be in the shit, wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely we would. But we'd have to, we'd just cut back and go back to our basics that we did before. As you scale the business, as you outsource, you know, more and more services, as you spend more mm-hmm. and you commit more, the goalposts do move quite naturally. Every week. Yeah. Because it's, week. Well, it depends if we have a good month or not a good month. Like January, ridiculous month. Bananas. I can't it? believe yeah. how many sales we had in January. Yeah. And it's great. And it was a lot of, um, you know, a good split between all the brands that we do do. Um, but in saying that, um, you know, we do outsource a lot of things that quite, can be quite expensive and we've got bills to pay. We're paying off a loan, which kills, gets straight into our cash flow. Um, you know, we've ordered a container. Um, so there's, you know, big expenses to come through. We, you know, obviously we're spending a lot with Steel Blue, so we need to make sure we're paying them on time because we don't want to miss a payment with them because we never have. And, you know, they've great relationship moving the stock for those guys. And, you know, we've got a meeting with them this week to discuss plans for this year and things like that. So that's one thing we want to probably do with all the suppliers really is kind of sit down early on and kind of have a thing like, how can you guys support us shift your brand? Yeah. You know, what do you want from us? And, and we're doing that this week with Steel Blue. We've done that um, with Mongrel. Um, how can we work together to create more of a buzz, yeah, sell more boots? Absolutely. Get the word out there of all these awesome Aussie brands. Yeah, absolutely. And that's our niche. And again, I was having a think this week, you know, we've got Hard Yakka coming back over. The guys from Hard Yakka from Melbourne, they're going to be back over. They want to catch up and have a plan. And again, I was thinking about, like, do we bring another brand on that's not Australian? But that's kind of like our niche is to have quality gear that's not readily available everywhere. Yeah. Because if you go online and you type in 
say Hard Yakko, if you're going to a big distributor, they're everywhere. It is such a difficult thing to do is to try and compete online. And hence why we're trying to do more shows this year. Last year we did two. This year we've got 10? 12. 12. 12. You know. It's going to be knackers. June and July and things like that. Quite very, very very busy. So, yeah, we're just trying to, um, it always changes. It always, and every business owner knows this. You always, and if you're growing organically, which we are, which is great, we just need to keep, but when's enough? I just, I just feel like at the moment, I think we are quite aware and we are very good at showing gratitude. Mm. I feel like when we look back at only the last four years that you've been operating, you know, to think that we used to have to climb up into the loft to get your orders picked or yeah. to think that we used to have to, you used to have to drive down to the unit and pick and pack those orders before you then went to your part-time job. Mm. I, I feel like just having that moment to go, these are the good old days mm. that in a few years' time we'll look back at and go, oh, it was fun, wasn't it? Yes, really. <laughs> it was. Australia Day. Mm. I really want your opinion on this mm-hmm. as an Australian mm. because I was looking out, you know, from a marketing perspective, I was looking out across all of the brands that we sell that are all Australian and I wasn't seeing too much uh, conversation and posts and, and celebration around Australia Day. Now, I know it's a very big topic. I, I just wondered whether you would give us a bit of a synopsis us here in the UK because it wasn't something that we shouted about either on our socials. So. No, so Australia Day is on the 26th of Jan every year and that's kind of, it's, it originally is, I think it came into play about 1970, they changed the date to the 26th of Jan because that's when the first fleet arrived in Australia. Okay. Um, Captain James Cook and all that sort of stuff. However, um, the Indigenous, the Aboriginals, think, uh, or don't think, it is their a day of mourning for them because that's kind of the decline of their people um, where genocide was caused by white English um, on the shores of Australia. So they think it's quite a sad day. So they think that Australia Day shouldn't be celebrated on the 26th of January because... It's a sad day for us. Why would we want to celebrate a country that came and killed our people? Mm. Um, and then, obviously, the other Australians are like, oh, well, we need a day to celebrate Australia Day. You know, we can. why can't we just celebrate everything that's... But they don't understand. It's like, you know, they've never had their, their race come in and be taken and killed and murdered and, you know. Uh, so uh, just to put it out there, I'm one for changing the day. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, why can't we just change it to a date where everyone can be Everyone's happy. happy. Yeah. And, uh, and celebrate the nation that's now. That is now. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Inclusive. Yeah. I don't think that's that hard to understand. But some people come out and go, no, no, you know, it's always been all like this. I'm like, well, no, it hasn't. I guess not. It's a bit controversial, It's really, very, very it? controversial. You're never going to impress everybody. No. And if you see all the posts from the AFL club saying, we think this is a day of mourning, we're not, all, all this sort of stuff. Uh, they cop it left, right, and centre, and turn their comments off. So yeah, it's uh, so for us then strategically, and for the other brands that I didn't really see a whole lot from. No, people, I guess they don't. They don't really want to be shown to be saying something that people might disagree with. Yeah, they, they say don't bring politics into sport and all that yeah. sort of stuff, and don't bring politics into this. It's a shame that it's considered politics. It should yeah. be a day of like Australia being such an awesome country because it bloody is. Yeah. And I'm probably I'm hearing in the background people in the podcast go, Well, why don't you go back to where you go? That's her job. So it was like Mate, at the moment with the weather like it is, I wish we could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um yeah, I'm all for one. And I I think the brands that we sell 
Uh, I didn't see them do much posting about Australia Day. Like, oh, you don't want to put yourself, put your foot in it, as it were. No, all these footwear brands. No, that's um, right. And they yeah. they're clearly thinking the same things. So. Yeah, don't want to hurt anyone. No. Um. Although probably when I was younger, a younger teenager, probably a bit still, because yeah. when I was in school, we never got taught about Aboriginal history at all. Really? No, I do not. I, I can't even remember being taught about it. The oldest living populations recorded in the world. Oh, apparently. Yeah, apparently. I think so. I'll, I'll have to be fact-checked on that. But we, yeah. We've certainly never got taught about Aboriginal Australians here in the UK. But you're English. We were too busy learning about Henry VIII. Yeah. <laughs> and his 27 Yeah, exactly. So, well, you know, He's I think... He's the earliest um, founder of Tinder. Yeah, it's not something I... You know, personally, I just don't understand. But it's too, it's too dividing in yeah. Australia. And there's no politician that wants to come out and go... I'm going to become Prime Minister and the first thing I'm going to do is change the day yeah. sort of thing because then he's going to have 50% of the country go, why would you do that? And then another 50% of the country go, yes, get him in yeah. sort of thing. Let's okay. celebrate Australia. I think Too if they divisive. changed it, it's like the um, gun laws when it was back in Australia. They No one liked it uh, originally because they're like, don't take our guns, all that sort of stuff. So we had similar laws to the the US. Politicians came in, said, no, we are doing this after the Port Arthur massacre. Everyone was losing their absolute marbles, and I've got family that had guns taken away from them through the armistice and that sort of thing. Now they look back and go, right decision. Yeah. I think just see, no, someone needs to stand up and go, I'm changing the date. They're going to look like a villain to 50% of people, but I guarantee you in 10 years' time, they're going to be looked back saying, you did the right thing. Mm. We've been having a TikTok off this oh. last couple of weeks. <laughs> And oh my gosh, it has been such an eye-opening experience. So we decided that, you know, obviously so there's a lot of social to do, yeah, to schedules to, you know, and you kind of have to tailor it, don't you? Yep. To Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, like all these things you've got to share. My God, is this hush hard. <laughs> you know, some people are like, you work in social media, get a real job. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's hard, um, especially for a small business without a massive budget for all this stuff. So we had a bit of a TikTok off where we challenged each other to get the best results from TikTok. And it turns out your stupid videos went crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did, I've, I've had two videos with Steel Blue that have gone really well. One of them's been seen like 1.6 million times on TikTok. That is outrageous. And I had like five years when I did it. And I did one the other day where it was like the end scene for when Zoolander does Magnum over the new Hobart. So kind of, they're kind of newish, but they've bought them out. And that's been seen like 40,000 times. And it's just insane. 40,000. So some of the fun comments that Ryan's thrown my way this week have been, you know, when I've been really chuffed with something, he's like, you get 1.5 mil hits, you come speak to me. <laughs> like, thank you for that. With obviously the sassy like look. Oh, always the sass. Yeah. Um, my TikToks, I've been like doing, I feel like my thing is reels, things about being, mm. you know, a toddler mom, you know, things about um, how to look after your boots, that kind of stuff. So I'm constantly thinking about the point of it. Your videos are so funny because they look like they take you next to no time, but they are actually really clever ways to get our boots in front of people. No, not, they not, in a, not in a like marketing pitchy way. Like it's just a really fun way yeah. to get our boots in front of people. Yep. But I um I just kind of go on what the trends are. You oh, know, that's right. when I spend 45 minutes on the toilet in the morning, I'm on TikTok just looking. I'm actually working. <laughs> Is that right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so look. 
follow along on our TikTok, uh, which is Big Boots UK. Yeah. Big underscore Big Boots. No, Big Boots UK. Big Boots UK um, on our TikTok um, to um, check out and see whether you can see which ones were Ryan and which ones were me, because yeah. I think it's quite obvious. <laughs> Definitely obvious. Anyway, I wanted to say, this is a short podcast today, but if everyone could please subscribe on the channel that they're on, rate and like this podcast, that'd be great. I've not said that, but it actually does really help. Um, and being found. So obviously being a new podcast, we want to be out there and heard. And thanks to the friends that have shared it already. Uh, yes, you know, absolutely. Encouraging people to listen. That's so lovely. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry we had the week off, so, but uh, we definitely needed it. So uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, um, you guys listening in. And but, yeah, again, if you guys got opinions on this, questions, queries, give us a bell. Cheers, guys. As a little bonus, uh, because Ryan keeps telling me I should keep it in, here's a little behind-the-scenes argument that I have subsequently removed from the podcast. Enjoy! <laughs> can you just give me a summary so I can use it or not? Otherwise, I'll get rid of the whole thing and the last 10 minutes will be for nothing. Well, I'm just saying, this is, this is why not? Why, why wouldn't we go down that route? I don't want to just go there and just take an email address for them to go on a chance to win a barbecue. Then that, they're that's the anything. point. No, it's not. I thought the purpose was data capture. That's what you said. No, no, I didn't say that. Okay, well, I think we need to talk about that more because I think the idea would be that you want to get as much data as possible. So can you just go back to we're buying a barbecue and just well, give a really quick overview? Yeah, no, but why can't we just keep all the this in the podcast? It'll be boring. <laughs> no, people want to hear it be real, Emma. I keep trying to tell you this. This is real for us. Yeah, so we're buying a barbecue. We just wasted five minutes. Now, yeah, if you we're buying it. a barbecue. We're buying a barbecue. What do you want me to say? Because we're buying a barbecue because you throw me off. This is why we need to just keep going and rolling with it and discuss it's these things. Really well, I know, but like you can't. You're the one that's jumping in, telling me not to say something every podcast. Yeah, well, that's and I'm getting frustrated because we we try and do a podcast and we try and be real and discuss things and you know have a brief about it, and then you just want to edit it all out all the time. I just want something that doesn't need a 25 minute conversation that people aren't going well, no, to listen to. You're the one that questioned me though about it that's why i was asking you about it okay well uh we'll see you next week yeah cheers guys appreciate it cheers we hope yeah <laughs> it depends how much she's edited out of this <laughs>